You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I am Julie Marica, the host of the Daily Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Each bite-sized episode is less than 10 minutes long, so you can pair it with a good habit if you want, like flossing or making your damn bed. Or you can just tune in whenever it feels right and you need a little jump start. We are all consuming a ton of content every single day, so why not start your mornings off with something a little more optimistic? realistic, and approachable. I am sure to include a lot of actionable tips and tricks to make starting your day and life in general just a bit easier and more enjoyable. The goal is to help you get out of bed so you can start making it. So check out Make Your Damn Bed podcast today wherever you listen to podcasts or visit www.makeyourdamnbedpodcast.com. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, it's Jim. Stay with us after today's podcast for an exclusive preview of my audiobook. Here's a program from our archives. The sounds we're listening to can be heard in almost every part of the world, from Africa to the Arctic to the mountains of North America. It's the call of one remarkably adaptable bird, the raven. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet, Ravens don't migrate great distances like some other birds do. They're opportunists, spending the winter wherever there's enough food. It's a lifestyle which dictates that ravens must be willing to try and eat almost anything. Bernd Heinrich is a professor of biology at the University of Vermont in Burlington. Since ravens live in such a tremendous variety of habitats, they can't really be hardwired to know exactly what will be food in their particular area, for example. It might be totally different in the desert than in the Arctic. And so they have to sample all the different things that could potentially be food, and they will test with their bill and contact all kinds of things. They're led by their parents to potential food and learn what it is. And also, on their own, they keep testing everything. We're well aware of this behavior. Anybody who's had a pet crow or raven will find that they'll be picking up pennies and shiny things and so on, but they pick on anything that's new to them. As the season changes, the diet will be changing all the time. But they certainly are hunters. They will even catch birds and rodents. But they also eat fruit and lots of insects, amphibians, anything they can catch, even grain. Now that winter's coming on, ravens are competing for the carcasses left behind by larger predators, such as wolves. You've been listening to a program from our archives. Hey, check out our website, PulsePlanet.com, for news of my latest project. It's a novel. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. As promised, here's an excerpt from Sacred Mounds, my first novel, a work of historical fiction and magical realism. 
He led them to a clearing, positioned them seated on the ground, facing each other in a triangular formation, and waited for them to get comfortable. We going to start singing Kumbaya now? Hilton asked with a low intensity eye roll. One of your songs? Skyfisher asked. It means come by here, Inez said. Good name, Skyfisher said. Please, no, I'll vomit, Hilton said, explaining the new vocabulary word with a few graphic gestures. One day I hear this song, Skyfisher replied. Now, close eyes. They did, as instructed, Hilton wondering anew why he had gotten sucked into this whole scenario. Back straight, your body, friend. Listen, body, not think. Hilton thought he heard a rattlesnake, but he kept his eyes closed for the moment. He was allergic to New Age crapola. Inez seemed to be hanging in there. He would suffer in silence for the moment. Be antenna, Skyfisher said. Hilton pictured a huge erector set antenna tower trampled by Godzilla, showering sparks and mayhem. No, Hilton, listen, mind games. A parlor trick. Hilton remembered doing magic shows as a kid with his Gilbert chemistry set, turning water into wine with the help of phenethylene solution and sodium carbonate. Mixing the chemicals, his thoughts swirled like a brew in a witch's cauldron, his mind's eye caught in their vortex. After a while, the trending thought mill started to run out of steam. It wasn't center stage anymore. It wasn't him. Hilton heard a faint fluttering in the air, barely perceptible, probably his imagination. His legs and back ached. He waited. No one else was quitting, and he wasn't going to be the wuss. Not yet, anyway. In the spirit of the former bodybuilder governor of California, he tried to make friends with the pain. Oh, my gosh! It was Inez who said this in a child's voice. Hilton opened his eyes to a mass of fluttering caramel coalescing into a humanoid shape. Countless butterscotch wings bordered with black and white spots shimmering, quivering to stillness. An organic bodysuit of living butterflies, clusters of them circling the larger mass and landing on it. Salvo had transformed into a butterfly man sheathed in a fairy-tale membrane of insect life, overwhelming in their numbers. It was an astonishing sight. Visions of homing trees in Mexico, migration patterns, pheromones, magnetism, a myriad thoughts and theories all dissolved in the pure magic of the miraculous. For once in his life, Hilton was speechless. Thanks for listening. To order Sacred Mounds in print or audio, visit sacredmoundsnovel.com. That's sacredmoundsnovel.com.